Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. If you go to backdashrow.com, you can read and hear other podcasts and essays. Right now, there is an episode up Anime Club, Tokyo Idols in Perfect Blue. There is an article about the film Spinster starring Chelsea Peretti, written by Veronica. And Jenna has a article about the new movie Tesla. You can find that and more on backdashrow.com. But today it is time for an episode of Hoser Horror where Carlo and I hey. talk about Canadian horror movies. And there's Carlo. Hey, what's up? How is it going? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's twelve twelve a.m. over here, but I'm not too sleepy, so I'm mm. I'm ready to go back to the backwoods. Yeah, with you. we are talking about backwoods horror movies, and as I mentioned, every episode on Hoser Horror, we talk about two Canadian horror movies, the kind of movies that you would call a three B movie. Beauty this idea. movie was shot in three B, three beers, and it looks good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so today we're talking about two films from the backwoods. We did an episode about this once, didn't we? Oh, yeah. What did we cover again? Was it Bullies and... Bullies. And what else? Yep. Death Weekend? Uh, Death Weekend, yeah, that's the it's, two. It's, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Like, I, I was pretty sure we did Bullies for backwoods, but then I was thinking, did we do Death Weekend? Because is that a backwoods horror movie? Because they spent... Take off, eh? <laughs> it is take off eh that's a backwoods well, movie oh sorry uh, <laughs> no just because they spend a lot of time in the house <laughs> yeah <know? laughs> yeah but the house is in the backwoods mm, yeah okay fair <laughs> enough um yeah but this time we'll be spending a lot of time outside and mm -hmm. we will be revisiting a film from the same director of death weekend oh yeah that's true william so Frith frey yeah what do we land on I don't know if we did land. <laughs> that guy. I always say Fruet. Okay, okay. But I don't know if that's it sounds, right. It sounds so fancy when you say it like that. It sounds like... I know. French-Canadian, but... William Fruet art a, films. Fruet. You just want to say A. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you do it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking about, like, the whole backwoods horror thing concept. It is a type of horror, but oftentimes these movies... Aren't like super hardcore horror? No. Like when I think of horror, there's always like, oh yeah, there's like a supernatural element to them. And when movies take place in like the backwoods, when they have that supernatural element to them, I tend to like them more. You Something know? like a ghost keeper or I guess that didn't have supernatural. Uh, it's hard to say what that movie they was sort of about. Tease, like it's gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. They sort of tease it, but 
even something like Evil Dead, that's basically a backwards horror movie, but that goes so off the wall with like effects and and demons and and all that shit yeah that the the backwoods aspect of it almost just feels like window dressing you know also thinking about like the people who write these kind of movies you know like the backwoods horror movies you just know they're like indoorsy people you know like (laughs) (laughs) nerds like us who prefer to look at the good screen you know yeah exactly I i mean don't get me wrong i love nature i love being outside uh, but I'm not like an experienced outdoorsman, so <laughs> I, I I always feel like when I do that, I need a base camp where I can get back to in like five minutes to like take a shower and and have yeah. some food. I'm the same way. Yeah. So <laughs> the horror aspect of it is like being in nature and not having everything at hand uh, yeah. in terms of comfort and who knows what's out there lurking in nature spooky (laughs) almost all the ones off the top of my Mm. head that i can think of generally have some kind of either class you know division yeah yeah, yeah, for sure yeah you know it's it's always like city folk going into the woods or they don't you know yeah with like the (laughs) the crazy hicks and chainsaw wielding yeah hillbillies and (laughs) you know a lot of them yeah or Mm -hmm. a lot of them have to do with like morals like your you know your morals aren't you know good out here or you know our morals are different you know yeah you're not refined (laughs) you're like savages so you know um do you have any favorites in this genre i think deliverance is a great movie Mm -hmm. i haven't seen it in a long time but it's definitely not one that i would just be like i'm gonna throw on deliverance (laughs) yeah it's it's not exactly a light-hearted movie uh exactly i saw that movie probably way too young in my life oh Uh, my god yeah yeah exactly like my dad would just watch anything with me. Like I'd be like 10 years old watching Robocop and, and Deliverance. <laughs> and it's like, that, that's a bit young, maybe, especially like Deliverance. Some of the images in Deliverance, same with Robocop as well, like a bunch of other movies as, as, as well, probably just like burn into into my retinas. Like like the stuff with like Ned Beatty and that bit where Burt Reynolds' leg gets all fucked up and there's like this pink poached egg kind of substance leaking out of his leg that's just jesus burn into my memory from seeing it as a (laughs) child and was i i I like didn't understand what was going on and and that was kind of like horror to me and yeah i revisited that movie recently and and it still holds up like it's not like my favorite john borman movie because i generally tend to like his movies but yeah yeah it's it's pretty good still I I like uh, Southern Comfort a lot. I haven't seen that. That's that's uh, Walter, Walter Hill, Hill isn't yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I I I've been warned about some like animal cruelty in that movie. So oh, there might be. I'm not sure. So I haven't gone there yet. But also 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 I've seen most Walter Hill movies, so I might as well at one point. Yeah, I mean you're you're in danger of that. I feel like in this genre, yeah, I know true. In one or two of the mo- what one of the movies today there was like uh go oh, we're cleaning a deer or whatever after we've already killed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's not being that's not fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't remember in the warning that I got about Southern Comfort what it was about exactly. Just like vague, like okay, some fucked up shit happens to an animal. I'm like. Well, maybe later, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I think uh, just before dawn is is a slasher, but it's it's kind of a vacuum, oh, you know, heading yeah, to yeah, the 
backwoods movie. I like that movie a lot. That, that movie, I, I just couldn't vibe with that movie when I watched it. But it, it's it's one that I've just been meaning to get back to for a very, very long time because most people love it. So so I have this like fear of missing out, you know? <laughs> it's, I, I find it divisive. I recommended it to a friend, mm-hmm. you know, saying like, this is one of my favorite slashers. And he was like, I absolutely hated it. So I, oh. I feel like there <laughs> there's there's some people that yeah, go for it, it and some people you know? that don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes I just I always feel like I have to at least give a movie another shot if yeah. I I want to say unless I really hated it and, and and I and I truly didn't care for just before Tom, but still there's there's yeah. like this I don't know, like invisible peer pressure that I'm feeling from no <laughs> one. Like no one is doing that to me. I'm doing that to myself. I'm seeing like all the four and five star ratings on Letterboxd and I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe maybe I was wrong. I mean, I've been wrong before and I'm fine with admitting I was wrong yeah. or like my taste has changed and I have an appreciation for other things. No, I I get that as well. I I feel like if there's a movie I didn't like and it gets a lot of stuff every yeah. few years, I'll try and check in and be like, do yeah. I still hate this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happens. Like, it, it, it swings both ways. Sometimes I feel the same. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a bit... Like, I recently revisited uh, Escape from L.A., which I used to hate. But now I'm sort of fine with that movie. Mm. Like, I don't love it, but there's some goofy stuff in there that I find very hard to dismiss. But I yeah. also feel like it just it doesn't fully work. Yeah, I saw it when I was a teenager and I mm-hmm. was like, this rules. And then okay. I haven't watched it since. <laughs> oh, OK, OK. Be interesting to go back to that. Like, I mean, it, it has a killer cast and just the concept of it is like Escape from New York yeah. turned up to 11 and almost like turned into a parody of itself. But I don't know. It just it's not John Carpenter's like tightest direction, Definitely to be honest. Not. So, yeah. But yeah, that that's that movie anyway. Not a backwoods movie. No, so. no, no. But yeah, you know, tangents. <laughs> so today we're talking about backwoods movies. Should mm. we just get into the first one? Yeah, let's do it. Rituals from 1977, a.k.a. The Creeper. If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. This animal has only been dead for a couple of hours. Look, Harry, somebody's playing a very sick game with us, and I want to know who, and I want to know why. If you go down in the woods today, you better go in disguise. People's dead, Harry. Was it a man? Five doctors on their annual ritual just trying to have a good time. This is the year they should have stayed at home. Rituals isn't a picnic. You're in for a big surprise. Starring Hal Holbrook, Lawrence Dane, Robin Gamble, Ken James, Gary Reinke, and more. Directed by Peter Carter. If you go down in the woods today, you're in for a big surprise is the tagline. And the synopsis is five doctors go camping in the remote woods of northern Ontario. When their boots are stolen, they begin to suspect they are being stalked. Production companies include Astral, Bellevue, Pathé, Canadian Film Development Corporation, the CFDC, and more. And it was distributed by Astral and distributed in the States by Aquarius Releasing, where they released it as The Creeper. This was filmed in Ontario around Lake Superior and Batchawana Bay. They also did some shooting in a film studio, it looked like, based on IMDb. Um, But this is kind of 
Canada's own answer to deliverance. Uh, there's there's kind of a, a bunch of movies from Canada that, that are sort of deliverance-esque, but this was, you know, I think a pretty... A, I think it was inspired by, I think they're trying to do things that aren't what deliverance was trying to do, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's very, you know... A, a bunch of guys go into the woods and things go awry. And, you know, yeah. I think it hems close to that sort of, you know, template. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this and the other movie we're going to talk about, Trapped, are both considered deliverance ripoffs. Yeah. Sort of, without being too blatant about it. I mean, it's it's a pretty broad concept. You know, some guys going into the woods and stuff goes wrong. That can be any movie, but deliverance is just the big one. So uh, yeah. since like this came out like shortly after, I think like the isn't Deliverance from like seventy two. I, I feel it's like early seventies. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of years in between. Um, interesting thing that popped up on Letterbox when I looked up rituals. So when you put in rituals on Letterbox or like any title for a movie, when you look it up, the alternate titles pop up as well next to like yeah. the poster under the title and one of the alternate titles for rituals according to letterbox i have no idea where this comes where this comes from is deliverance 2 oh really yeah it's there's nothing about this on imdb you know like alternate titles uh okay unlike the creeper which is listed on imdb as an alternate title but then letterbox says oh yeah deliverance 2 where is this coming from I have no clue. Hmm. Also, when you just go to the page of the movie, it also has a section now that just shows like alternate titles. So it has to be in there as well. But they pull all their information from the movie database, not IMDb. And that's all a bit less, I don't, Hmm. you know, like, it's not very official information. It's like, it's like Wikipedia. Anyone can edit it, unlike IMDb. So who knows who put, who put that in? Where it's coming from? Yeah, Deliverance too. Who knows? <laughs> so I just looked up. Yeah. There's a trailer on YouTube that yeah. cuts in the name Deliverance Two. Okay. In a very kind of like video, video kind of editor shoddy yeah, yeah, yeah. font. Yeah. And when I translated the the description of the YouTube video, yeah. it says Canadian version of Deliverance, which the Spanish distributor renamed Deliverance Two. There you go. Yeah. Okay, that explains it then. <laughs> you can, can basically, uh, uh, this is information that IMDb does not have. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. Sort of, sort of a bit of a scoop. Uh, yeah, it, it happened as well uh, when we talked about the Meatballs movies. Uh, I mentioned that Up the Creek in Spain is known as one of the Meatballs movies. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess Spain just does that with like Canadian movies like, yo, Canada, America. <laughs> Potato, patata, uh, clam- clamato, clamata. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Mystery yeah, solved. That's and, wild. Uh, yeah. I like. I guess I get. I understand why. You know, this is a movie that was shot in 1976, which mm-hmm. is a, a number of years after Deliverance, but very inspired by mm-hmm. that kind of template. But didn't get released until 78 in America. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah. But yeah, I can understand why somebody would look at this and say. Let's try and hitch that to Deliverance somehow. I mean, they do anything to make marketing easier. <laughs> like, it happens now as well. Like, people don't yeah. make new movies anymore because it's easier to market sequels and reboots and remakes. 
So yeah, yeah. same thing basically. Yeah. What, what was this? This wasn't the first time that you saw, right? You you had seen no, this no, before. No, no. Like when when yeah. was the first time for you? So th this to me was one of those, you know, like when I was getting into Canadian horror movies mm. with my brother, and you know, we 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 were watching the Happy Birthday to Me's and and all the sort of like uh, bigger named ones, this was like the next tier down in, oh, have you heard of this movie? It's okay. you know, Canada's Deliverance. And when I saw this movie for the first time, it was harder to get an uncut version because it wasn't on Blu-ray. And I think, you know, when I first saw it, it was probably a VHS rip. And then I saw it probably a few years after that. And I had finally got like an uncut version. So this was my first time watching it Blu-ray. Proper, and like, like, re yeah. like real proper. It, up until this time, it had always been a movie that, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, I want to see that again because it was very dark and, you know, not the best print. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I liked it. Oh, I like the. I had positive memories of it. So. Yeah, yeah, I guess sort of a similar thing. Uh, I wanted to mention this before as well. Uh, in terms of like backwards horror movies, you've got The Final Terror. Yes. Which yeah. is sort of a similar story in that for a long time, all that existed was this like compromised, very, very dark VHS. Yeah, the VHS was like famously mm -hmm. awful. Mm -hmm. So I guess sort of same thing here, but maybe a bit less bad or I've, I've at least not heard as many stories yeah, there's, about there's more stuff in this movie that was in daylight and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah for sure yeah, yeah. I, I do think this movie and final terror are movies that you go and you watch and you say you know i'm really happy that these exist now on blu-ray because they, they are both very good looking movies yeah it's 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 nicely cleaned up as well um I'm not sure what version I saw when the first time I, I watched this a couple of years ago. It might have been that v same like VHS or like DVD, DVD rip, rip, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably DVD rip. I and, have to and the interesting thing about the, that kind of when it was finally available uncut, you know, mm -hmm. it, there's a, a little bit of the violence is, is cut differently. But actually oh, a lot of the cuts from the when this was released with cuts were, were actually to, to like get to the story faster. They cut out some of the like oh. dialogue at the beginning between yeah, the doctors yeah. and, and there yeah. was some like it cuts away from the severed head and stuff like that, like faster, but it's not a gory movie, you know, other no, than no, one no. or two things. So no. it was definitely like not, Oh, you're going to get the uncut gore soaked version. <laughs> yeah. It's no like, my bloody valentine situation no <laughs> it's no, no, like no. a significant difference between uh, <laughs> yeah what was pulled out <laughs> exactly when i was reading the exploitation review of this today which is oh, yeah. is solid i did think it was interesting that they mentioned that you know the movie was made in 76 two years before it ended up being released and mm -hmm. they they mentioned it was not uncommon for that to happen with can canadian films but it did ultimately end up being released around the time that you know people in canada were attacking cronenberg movies and genre mm. films and so there is sort of this idea that the movie came out too late and by the time it came out people oh, okay. were like no horror allowed you know we're and it got terrible <laughs> reviews obviously which is a bummer yeah yeah i guess that explains why this movie i don't know hasn't seen a release for a very long time it just shit timing yeah when exactly. it, when it came out yeah it, i think the the review on cut exploitation said like 
you know, you have to wonder maybe like the credibility of this movie was damaged because of that. Yeah, but how did you feel about this movie? Uh, coming back to it, uh, how long has it been since you watched it last time? I probably watched it in t 2012. Oh, okay, so quite a while then. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Damn, eight um, years. I I I love this movie. I think to a point, and I think that every time I I have watched this movie, I have found that the the kind of last act. There's I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on what it is about the finale that kind of n never really totally lands for me. I think maybe it's an element of the movie gets a bit shouty at the end, and it's just a lot of yelling, mm -hmm. or I'm not sure. But I, I do think that this is a, a really, really great movie that I enjoy quite a bit. I think the first two thirds are just incredibly suspenseful. I think the, you know, the nature uh, cinematography is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think they really use the Canadian uh, woods in this movie to like incredible effect yeah yeah uh, for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i i want to like it more when it turns into a slasher but for some reason i like <laughs> it a little less yeah no i get that for sure i think the first time that i watched it I, that's pretty much a similar re reaction to it when i rewatched it for this episode yeah i don't know like i do have to say like the characters i found them a little bit hard to care for at moment in moments they're they're like these i don't know sort of white collar doctor guys yeah. who get into like hissy fits and they i mean it's a little more nuanced than that um yeah. but it definitely starts out like that you're like oh these guys i don't know about them <laughs> um they also feel very ill prepared for this trip like yeah. i mean they didn't even bring extra shoes what the fuck i know Come they on. were told to <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah it has this like boys club vibe uh, I'm not a huge fan of of this like plot. I I don't know. I there's something about it when it's done right. I mm -hmm. I do really like a movie that's like you know here's some varying degrees of shitty guys and we're gonna see <laughs> like we're gonna turn the screws on them and see what happens. So yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. I was definitely kind of on board with these characters from the yeah. start. Um, and I do think that there is an element of, well, this is also deliverance. It's also, here's a, here's a bunch of different types of guys, the city yeah, guy, the, yeah. the bat, the guy who's prepared and, and we're going to see, although I do think that this movie is doing something different with those characters when you get down to it. But yeah, I can totally understand that aspect, but I do think that there's a lot of just like color to these characters that is kind of no, that's true. Yeah. passed through very, very, not subtly, but just very like in little moments of dialogue. Yeah, like little drip feeding of like character moments to, to fill in some gaps and some character motivation, mm -hmm. not necessarily even motivation, but just, yeah, just like adding some color. Like uh, I mentioned before, it's, it's it's definitely like a boys club, but one of the characters is like an openly gay guy. And, and no one seems to treat this as being strange, which no. is good. Aside from like this one moment where like Lauren Stane's character, uh, sort of like he in the moment uses like the F word. But other than that, just like very matter of factly, mm -hmm. which was nice. Oh, sp speak, speaking of Lauren Stane um, and about this like blurred line of what's a horror movie and what's what's even like a backwards horror movie do you consider rolling vengeance a horror movie i would say no um but i would consider it a bit of a i don't know if i would say backwards but it is kind of a i think it would be something that sits on the line of the genre because it is very, about... very much on the line yeah yeah it has similar themes for sure very, very similar maybe more yeah. of a revenge yeah. movie but 
Mm, yeah. I do. Yeah. It is. It is about class. It is about like here's the guys at the bar, and here's the like the clean cut guy with a family, and they're gonna butt heads and yeah, yeah. and that. And also, there's a killer truck, which is like horror, horror cred, sort of. <laughs> even even this, there's like no supernatural. Yeah, it has this like I don't know. It's it's not a normal truck. Like I've never seen no. a truck like this in any movie. <laughs> so that gives us like this I don't know, sort of like truckosaurus killer truck kind of vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, if we talked about bullies in, in terms of like backwards horror, I'm like, rolling vengeance would be fine too, yeah, right? I think Because... I think so. I think we can roll thriller into this. Although yeah. I will say I was thinking about rituals and I was thinking about, you know, d is this a horror movie? And, and you know, I, I do think that this this separates itself from something like Deliverance because you you do not know who is is coming after yeah. these guys. It, it, it yeah, is kept like a slasher movie. Sort it is of a murder yeah. mystery. It, it, yeah. Well, even less it. than that, because, you know. The only thing that the movie is giving you... Yeah, you don't even get clues, no, basically. you just know that he's leaving things, but mm. you don't even really get, you know, that kind of takes a while to figure out what exactly this is. And I will say to the listeners, if you haven't seen Rituals, we will, I think, spoil it a bit. Mm -hmm. So stop now if... <laughs> yeah, stop if now and watch the to. movie and then come back, maybe. Yeah, because the movie is about these guys who are doctors. And, you know, like Carlo said, there's a bunch of varying, you know, degrees of what type of doctors these are. There's mm -hmm. a guy who has given up practice. You know, there's a guy who has... Um, has his morals and will, you know, fight for somebody to keep them alive, even if they're, you know, 90%, you know, vegetable, 10% human, as mm -hmm. they say in the movie. And then there's another guy who is like, so into his work, you know, he almost at moments doesn't even remember his kids' names. So you yeah. have all these sort of, you know, different types of doctor. And, and what ends up happening is they're being tortured and played with by somebody that you are slowly revealed to see as, you know, has had issues with doctors in the past that have maybe in the war kind of left this guy messed up, you know, botched in some way. Um, and so he has decided that he will take out, you know, these doctors. Um, but yeah. this, this guy who basically planned all of this, did he seem capable of doing all that? Well, I always, I always took it as like, not that it was planned, but that he saw oh, there's doctors in the woods and now I see my moment to do this. Yeah, but it does sort of feel pretty laid out. Like there's like, you really have to ignore like chaos theory for this movie <laughs> to make sense. Like, But the, is the... it though? Because I, I, I do think there's an element of, so the first thing that happens is they get their boots stolen and then it's like, you know, what, how many options are there once your boots stolen? Someone's going to leave and go get help or they're all going to leave and try and get help together. And at that point, You know, it doesn't really matter what you do. I guess the part where, like, Lawrence Dane... I don't know, there was this moment where Lawrence Dane finds, like, the rope in the water, and then they follow that, and... Yeah, I don't know. Well, they I, find I, the rope, and they and they assume it's the their friend who had already yeah, gone J for help, right? JD, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I could see that, like, I'm gonna put a rope up to make sure that they see it, because then, you know, they're gonna think it's their friend who I've already nailed to a chair. Yeah, but well, if they never <laughs> check for the rope in the water... I don't know. Then nothing Then happens. they'll just <laughs> stick a knife in them later. <laughs> yeah, I guess he had some backup plans, you have to assume. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. fine. I, I can go with that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, and so the, the movie is, you know, two-thirds 
them in the woods trying to figure out what's going on. And then it becomes kind of a slasher movie in the end when you reveal that it's this, yeah, this kind of guy who was messed up in the war because of the doctors who maybe should have put him out of his misery, you know? And so there's an element of this plot where the main character played by Hal Holbrook has to decide, you know, am I going to put one of my good friends out of their misery? Mm -hmm. So they're very kind of leaning into that thing. Like, where is his ethics? Where, you know, how far will he stick to them and that kind of thing? Yeah, Hal, Hal Holbrook has a very, very uh, good, like, melting down, cho choking on his own rage scene in this movie. <laughs> choking on my own rage here. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a clip you need to pull as well. I know. I, th <laughs> I think about that moment so, mu so much. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned to you before we recorded, I found a bunch of writing on this movie in... Oh, yeah criterion forum page okay so i've got a ton here i'm gonna try and get yeah, through <laughs> lay it on me but the first one i came across was this user named pemmican on the forum saying the ritual quote that hal holbrook character must undergo is entirely in moral terms at the beginning of the film he's criticized by a doctor for being too compassionate his ordeal is to have to drag one of his wounded friends through a desert while sun beats on them a symbol of the weight of compassion and to witness his other friends killed horrible uh, killed horribly by a victim of medical malpractice the climactic confrontation is crucial there's a bizarre suggestion of a past of something from the killer to Holbrook in the form of dog tags yeah. and the transformation of Holbrook into somebody who can overcome his compassion when need be. So they are, are taking it as, you know, he has to strip his compassion to be able to get through this this ritual. Mm hmm. Okay. But then there's other users who who come in to say, I don't think the story is about Harry learning to suspend compassion. It has more layers than that. There's an exchange where Dane's character, Mitzi, criticizes him for doing anything to save someone's life. Harry does all he can to keep a colleague alive. Marty mentions rituals to, to Mitzi at one point, And near the end, Harry has to choose between stopping himself from bleeding to death and saving his colleague. His choice doesn't leave him happy. I don't think at the end he has come away validating his class at all. He has been punished with the rest of them. It is the sequence of them dancing around the campfire singing, put him back together again, that demonstrates their sin. Um, so there, there was another note here about Abel was somebody who couldn't remember his kids' names. So he, he dies. Marty lets personal issues interfere with his medical career. And, and then he gets put through an ordeal. And I was almost thinking that this person was, was leading into like, he's left surgery for a desk job and then is put through this kind of agonizing pain through the whole movie. Is that supposed to be like, you're doing that to yourself by doing this office job? It's this like agonizing thing day by day. So I'm going to drag you through it here. Is that, you know, is that an element of it? Um, and then Mitzi was more interested in glory. He goes out in a blaze of glory. DJ was interested in selling unnecessary surgeries and is perhaps the most callous of them all. So his fate was, you know, nailed and tortured on this thing so that the user was kind of saying you know there's more to it but there was one take here that i thought was a bit more kind of like cut and dry a little bit so he says the main theme of the film as it relates to the hero harry has to do with learning a hard lesson about moral absolutes versus adaptability and relativism early in the film harry finds the discussion of the penile extension ethically repugnant and all but says so and a furious 
argument erupts between them about the ethics of saving a life at all costs. Like we mentioned before, Harry's ethics appear to be absolute and in favor of saving a life no matter what. So he's basically saying this character is like black and white. And so later Harry learns that his ethics should not and cannot be inflexible and has to demonstrate his newfound understanding by euthanizing his his friend. He does not overcome his compassion at this climactic stage of the film. He discovers a deeper, less obvious form of compassion within himself mm-hmm. and one that his simplistic, rigid worldview had previously kept hidden from him. So Rituals in My Eyes is ultimately a film about moral and ethical ambiguity and the need to view value judgments in these terms. It is difficult to see such a theme as many superficial interpreters of horror, rural or otherwise tend to do, namely as an ultimate affirmation of a smug and complacent conservative status quo. Mm. I I think... Mm-hmm. I just I do think that like this movie has all these people on this forum talking about all these different, you know takes on it and i think that that is i think you know due in part to the fact that it at a character level the movie is doling out really interesting things to you Mm -hmm. if you're if you're listening for them yeah yeah, yeah. you know (laughs) and but i do agree with you that like whether or not that's interesting to a viewer is completely subjective right like (laughs) (laughs) that's fine right (laughs) no it's it's definitely interesting to hear like those kind of theories It, it it makes the movie more interesting to me, mm-hmm. I would love to to read like a well put together, you mm-hmm. know, analysis. Like I, this yeah, is basically yeah. like I've taken all these people and put all their words into like a jumble. So there's something missing here because it was a big discussion, but it it was something that I thought was interesting to fall down a hole of. I did uh, one of the users did mention that Lawrence Dane, you know, he was on a commentary track and stuff on one of the DVDs, oh, and he okay. did say that on one of those tracks that the ending's significance is that the killer wanted Hallbrook to kill him as the doctors should have let him die in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he does point out on one of the commentary tracks that Hallbrook kills more people than the stalker does. So he, mm. the, the brother by accident, DJ has a mercy killing, and potentially Mitzi out of his own self-preservation. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the killer in this movie doesn't actually do much killing. The one One is an accident, and then the rest are, like... There's only a couple other people, so yeah, which is interesting. True. Yeah, that is interesting. That's that's maybe the more, most interesting part. Also, it's like directly out of Lawrence Dane's mouth, like he yeah. was involved in this movie, uh, very much so. So it's not just like theories. Yeah. Um, no, that is interesting. Th- there was another review somewhere mm-hmm. online where they were outlining the bonus features. And uh, they did say that the film was shot in continuity, so they did it in order, which was interesting. Oh, yeah, I read that as well, yeah. 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 And Mm. apparently Lawrence Dane had to turn down, like, a TV series to do the movie. Um, Oh, okay. But he said that he liked the script a lot and and decided to do this. And apparently there was a bit of improvisation as well in some of the monologues and the... The yeah, shooting yeah. of that river crossing because there's that scene early in the movie where they're crossing the river for the first time and it's too deep and it's one big long take and you're like they just were like yo cross this river <laughs> <laughs> no that's what it makes sense uh <laughs> sort of like i wouldn't say like making this movie up on the spot but yeah there's definitely like moments where you felt that yeah i just thought it was crazy that you know there's there's so much in the movie about the the location and it really does feel like they 
just plopped a bunch of dudes in the woods and, yeah, yeah, and are yeah, trying to real. make a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, like when they steal their boots, when their boots get stolen, I should say, like, you're looking at the, the woods around them like, what the fuck would you do? Like, <laughs> like it's not like, oh, I can just take a walk. It's like really deep woods. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that funny? Like how vulnerable we are just by not having footwear. Like yeah. just some <laughs> simple protection for our yeah. feet and we're already like, you I don't know. You take like 10 steps and something would impale your foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the end for you. You stop yeah. walking and, and <laughs> so maybe it just makes sense to be afraid of like nature, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we made shoes for ourselves and now our feet are used to them and then <laughs> take take those away and we're just like, you know. Yeah, walking, step walking on, on a, a piece of Lego and we're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, like walking on baby skin, basically. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I think rituals is really fascinating to think about. I mm -hmm. think the first two thirds are incredible. Um, I think there's just, yeah, the, the, the ending doesn't quite land for me, although the final shot is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that final shot. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, there's sort of like a, a lack of release. Because the first two thirds are like pretty intense, and then I don't know, it just there's like mm -hmm. no crescendo. Really. Yeah, it it when they get to the cabin and you you see the family member of the killer, and like there's interesting stuff going on, and the killer shows up, and it's a and like it's a good horror finale, but there's just there is something about the movie that doesn't it doesn't transition into that stuff in a way that works for me. I don't know why. You know, and I don't even know what it is that I can't put my finger on, but I do think it, it, the air does come out of it a little bit. Every time I watch it, I go, mm -hmm. oh, this is a masterpiece. I love this movie. And then by the end, I'm like, actually, it was just really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. really good. This, this, that's pretty good. So, you know. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> can't complain about pretty good. Or no. Not really good, even. No. Yeah. And, and good K, yeah, good cast. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. I do think it's pretty, pretty essentially canadian the the location is like unbelievable and 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 all the more on blu-ray later in the movie when they get out of the woods and they're camping at like the top of that kind of like pebbly mountain yeah yeah like there's a shot there where the camera pulls back and they're making you know a fire so they could eat some rice and it's like absolutely stunning <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so Let's go into the 80s and talk about Trapped from 1982. It was all-out war. Innocent students against a self-appointed lawman who wants them all wrapped. They were unwilling witnesses. Now, anywhere they run, any place they hide, anytime they stop, they're trapped. Starring Henry Silva as a one-man death machine. You're not gonna get away with this. Trapped. Death may be the only escape. Trapped. Starring Henry Silva, Nicholas Campbell, and Barbara Gordon from Manson International, A.K.A. Baker County, USA. Uh, starring Henry Silva, Barbara Gordon, and more, directed by William Fruette. When you're cornered like an animal, it's kill or be killed. Synopsis, a group of college students accidentally see a local redneck kill his wife. A deadly game of cat and mouse ensues. 
with the students trying to escape the area while the killer sets out to eliminate the witnesses who can tie him to the murder. This is produced by Verdict Productions and distributed by Jensen Farley Pictures as Baker County, USA, also distributed by Manson International Pictures uh, and Pan-Canadian Film Distributors in Canada theatrically. They filmed a lot of this, I think, in the States, but some of it in Mm -hmm. Toronto as well. Because there was a piece of trivia on IMDb about they had to send the dailies to Toronto and then rush it back to Georgia to to view them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that, yeah. It's like uh, one of the very few bits of trivia on this movie. So this is definitely more obscure uh, one. Also released on Blu-ray, but again, like a very limited release, like Coke Red put it out, like uh, 1,500 copies. But good luck finding that release anywhere now. (laughs) Uh, It's also not streaming anywhere. Yeah, and so this this is another movie that plays in that kind of class thing. Um, Mm -hmm. The the group of college students that we see at the beginning of the movie there's a very kind of beat you over the head scene where one of the students sits up and says like you can never kill a person it's never ethically right to kill a person never ever 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 anyway let's go to the woods (laughs) (laughs) and i hope nothing happens (laughs) yeah for real yeah Um, (laughs) this movie's a lot more cartoony than rituals yeah 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 for real there's no uh (laughs) i mean it's just like the big bad wolf yeah and, um, even just the way it opens with like henry silva is mm-hmm. gonna um have relations with this woman and there's these like two like backwoods you know teenagers watching and then the music's like brum, 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 brum. <laughs> it's very just like i was like what is this <laughs> i mean that whole like intro like I, I i couldn't really understand why henry silva was so upset and just <laughs> set on catching these guys who who just saw him humping a, a I guess, girl. I guess because of his wife, it's not his wife, I guess. Like, he yeah, caught but, me cheating, basically. Yeah, but I don't think he really cares about that. Because, like, know, later, pretty... <laughs> later, later on, like, pretty essential to the plot, he finds his wife in bed with some guy where I was like... Yeah. Who is this guy even? How did he get here? Did it's, I miss? Uh, did did well, I miss that? Well, you. Well, they they show you his car, and his car says like you know welfare officer. So he's yeah. like the welfare oh. officer checking in in the backwoods town, <laughs> okay. and decided, oh, I'm gonna have relations with this guy's wife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was a that was all there is to it. Basically, that's all because there is to it, really. They they introduce a lot of characters in this movie for yeah. a, a while I feel and yeah I don't know <laughs> like it, it it takes too long to like really settle on who you're supposed to be familiar with and who you're supposed yeah. to care about who's supposed I to don't matter disagree. yeah and and by that point it was kind of a bit too late to really care mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, I in my memory, this movie, I enjoyed it a lot more the last time I watched mm-hmm. it. And yeah. that would have been, again, probably like 2012 around then. Okay. So I, you know, I think this movie gets to some pretty entertaining places. But I agree with you that the opening of this movie is just, you know, all over the place. We open with Henry Silva, who's the villain mm-hmm. of the film, cheating on his wife. And the guys see him and he chases them back to the thing. And then we cut to these college students who are going to go into the woods for a drive or whatever and then we cut back to yeah. you know Henry Silva and now yeah. there's a guy sleeping with his wife and he's yeah. going to torture this guy and it, and it never 
it never really clicks together like in a way that I want it to. Like I never, you would expect, okay, we're showing Henry Silva and here's all the terrible things that he's involved with. And then here's these kids and I'm going to be nervous about them because they're mm-hmm. going to run into him. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really they, make me feel that way. Yeah, it just takes too long before they actually run into them because there's like a whole spiel about the welfare guy like being like, tarred and feathered and and yeah they spend a lot of time on him and you, you don't care about him because you don't know who he is and and uh, and and then he basically croaks and then after a while the kids show up and then they sort of get involved you, uh, keep, with, you keep thinking like there's like all these scenes of the the students driving into the woods mm-hmm. and you keep thinking like any moment they're gonna see him kill somebody yeah, and then, yeah but yeah. like it never happens when you think you're like okay any moment yeah, any yeah, moment yeah. they're gonna stumble on him anytime soon <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but yeah just, uh yeah like I, just... I almost wish that they didn't have anything in the movie was just we open on the teens they go into the woods and then all of a sudden there's this dude who is like a terrible dude and you see him kill kill a woman and then later you find out why you know what i mean like yeah or just like you know just Keep it simple, like it's just the kids and Henry Silva and his like town of like I don't know, <laughs> inbratty people, and that that's all there is to it. That's all the players, and like maybe one of the kids gets involved with his wife. Why why does the extra welfare character need to be there even? <laughs> um, just yeah, a bit of a waste stuff of time. Doesn't or, add up or, to much. Or, or should, should it just been shorter? Maybe. That would have helped yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, uh, don't spend so much time on this guy. Like, no one is going to care about. Like, uh, Henry Silva is supposed to be this terrible guy. And that's a big, like, motivation, character motivation moment when he basically decides to kill this guy eventually. Yeah. But it's like, well, I don't really care about, I mean, killing's bad. And he's obviously the bad guy. But yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty thin. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I like Henry Silva. Like he, he's a good performer, like uh, especially in the villain role, like he rarely disappoints. Yeah, no, he's but, he's terrific as yeah. this guy. But there's there's too much given to him at the beginning of the movie that I don't know. You like it. It like they give him a lot of stuff to do that's evil. And, you know, <laughs> we, we get we get it right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's at like the same just, time, it's yeah it's just too one-dimensionally evil like there needed to be more to it like more like insidiousness uh to his evil ways um but yeah what can you do yeah like (laughs) that's just the way you get a little bit of like the town is afraid of him and stuff and there's Mm -hmm, kids and they pull the kids away but you almost want it to be more like more yeah he's he's like luring over this town and you know every like no one will look at him the right way or the wrong way because you never know who you know it, but it's because it's cartoony, you don't get that fear. You don't get that like like actual kind of palpable like, oh, anything could go wrong here at any moment. Yeah, no, um, exactly. Because a lot of the townspeople are more or less on his side at the start, but then slowly they start to turn. Yeah, there's a lot of like goofy henchmen like mm-hmm. tar yeah, in a yeah. roof like, oh, let's help him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it finally, you know, turns into this kind of we have to fight back against the evil Henry mm-hmm. Silva. And I think in the exploitation review, they say, like, you know, his code of violence is forced on Roger, who we know, you know, in the beginning of the movie was like, no murdering ever. And he's going to have to oh, yeah, be yeah. the guy who shows yeah. down. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. It, it. I think it gets to a pretty entertaining place once once 
the movie settles into, you know, it's 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 backwoods guys versus teenagers. And mm-hmm. there is some entertaining stuff to be had in the, the last chunk of this movie. But it really feels to me like, I don't know, maybe I was riding the high of Death Weekend last time I watched this. And I was like, no, no. Yeah, this this is great. This but is great, it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it's just all right. It just if that, that first chunk of the movie really takes takes the wheels yeah, off of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just kept waiting to get involved in this movie. Yeah. I was just like, I was pretty patient with it, but then like halfway, I'm like, well, I'm already halfway. I'm not, I'm not very invested in this. So I know <laughs> yeah. the second half is going to be pretty tough unless things like change dramatically, but it just, <laughs> it just wasn't happening for me. So yeah, at, at most, at most I would call this all right. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Henry Silva is the, is the villain in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And he sort of saves the movie for me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, oh, Bullies is the weak mm-hmm. movie and Trapped is actually really good. But they're both just kind of like interesting and not great and they mm-hmm. have moments. But yeah, they're both very like flawed. But yeah, but it's, uh, it's, fascinating. All about, it's all about Death Weekend. Just yeah. Go go back to that. That's totally. great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, I, well, I tried to find, you know, I did the, my classic, like I'm going to search for the, for uh the director's name and interview yeah, or i'm yeah, gonna yeah. search for somebody who was in the movie and i the, find anything i didn't find much about you know the the production of trapped or mm. or too much yeah i didn't nothing super i didn't look incredibly hard but i was looking for people like talking about the movie or interviews or even reviews of if there was any um bonus features on the release and stuff and yeah i didn't find too much yeah i don't know about the like limited blu-ray release but usually when things are on that they end up on wikipedia or imdb even Mm -hmm. but imdb is super sparse in terms of this movie there's like one bit of trivia that you mentioned before but but that's it Uh, yeah i imagine there's probably uh, some more information in books or mm -hmm. stuff that i don't have direct access to like i could probably go go buy some books and stuff and and maybe i will but yeah Yeah, for now (laughs) don't have too much about the production here (laughs) Mm -hmm. i did did think it was kind of funny that this movie so it's it's called trapped but it's also called baker county usa yeah i don't know that baker county usa title just kind of makes me laugh because it might as well have been called any town usa yeah <laughs> that, that doesn't mean anything baker county like i looked it up there's a baker county in oregon there's a baker county in florida this this movie's supposed to take place in tennessee but it's Ever shot green in, terrace <laughs> but it's, yeah but it's shot in georgia partially yeah so i don't know that just made me laugh it's it's such a canadian movie movie thing to do apparently there was a working title for it Chat Will's oh, verdict. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> Henry Silva's character is called Chat Will, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess I just like Trapped the best. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. end, it's it's I, a thing. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's Baker County you, USA. You don't think Chat Will's verdict is a catchy title? <laughs> Maybe for for an episode of Madlock or something, but. <laughs> <laughs> i like the, f- the french tv title is weekend tragic <laughs> oh is it oh, okay yeah so like tragic that, weekend and what what's that weekend called in french then <laughs> oh I, yeah <laughs> weekend tragic weekend more. yeah <laughs> it's a sequel <laughs> yeah exactly it's a yeah they released this as a prequel <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that'd be funny sure. 
I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, appar apparently this movie written by the dude that did My Bloody Valentine and uncredited writing for Happy Birthday to Me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which are both way better movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially in My Bloody Valentine. Have you, oh, oh, yeah, we did cover My Bloody Valentine, yeah. but we haven't yeah, talked about Adam. Happy Birthday to Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I like both those movies. I think mm. Happy Birthday to Me, every time I revisit that movie, I'm like... Jeez, this is too long. <laughs> oh yeah, I was but gonna I say like, like I think it's like two hours, and it, yeah, it is, it's like an hour fifty long. or something. <laughs> it is long, but it, it is definitely pretty good. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. It, yeah, it's one of those movies where at an hour and forty, you know, it, you think it's ending, and then there's a whole other thing. No, and you're like, oh no, yeah, there's no, one more thing here, no. <laughs> and there's definitely stuff there you could cut out. I mean, it's it's just a slasher, yeah. so <laughs> there's definitely stuff you can cut out. Yeah. It does not need to be two hours. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Like if someone made an edit of that, like yeah, uh, totally edit it, it down a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd love to watch yeah. that. You can tell a few scenes uh, to take off. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's, that's how we do it so okay trapped and rituals two movies I, I did notice that in the opening of trapped i was like oh we picked a good you know double feature because they both have that kind of canadian look to them even though some mm -hmm. of trapped is in the states but yeah, they did yeah, kind exactly. of thematically go well together which which of these movies or both do we think is going in the canon of canadian canon. Horror films i i think i would say I'm going to put Rituals in the canon. Mm, I, I think mm. it's it's a really great movie, and I think I enjoy revisiting it. And I think just on the technical and suspense-wise on the first two-thirds, I just think it's such a well-put-together movie, well-done movie. It's so tense. There are scenes in, the, mm -hmm. in that movie where I'm just like, oh, shit. And then, you know, the ending doesn't stick it for me, but I, I think overall it's still pretty great. I would definitely say check it out yeah out of these two i would definitely say check out rituals um and maybe give trapped a, sk a skip unless you're like you know uh like we always say if the movie sounds good to you just check it out uh always find always find out for yourself that's the best <laughs> way to do it yeah exactly like for me backwoods horror movies even though like i suggested let's do trapped and rituals because i i, I think i saw a trailer for trapped and i was like holy shit this looks intense and I, <laughs> I need to watch this and uh then ended up being a little bit disappointed. So, uh, but yeah, Rituals, I had seen it before. I was done with watching it again. It, it's not my favorite just because of the genre, I think, in the end. But it is pretty good. It is very Canadian. Yeah. Um, it has Lawrence Dane, who's kind of like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a bigger name yeah. in Canadian cinema, cinema for sure. A great cast in general as well. <laughs> so definitely. Maybe not my personal canon. But if we're going to put things in Hoser Horror canon, then we're trolls. <laughs> it's, it's, it's allowed to exist there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that is Hoser Horror for today. Rituals and Trapped. Check them out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And um, do you want to plug our new show that'll be out by the time this comes It'll out? It'll be out the day after, right? For Patreons listening, there'll be a new show out that me and Dan put together with the people from the Companieros Radio Network on tuesday which is tomorrow for patreons and if in the last week <laughs> yeah if you're not a patreon uh it'll have come out last week uh, yes. and it is called ball busters it is uh dan 
myself and Shay from the Companeros Radio Network, and we talk about movies with female leads, uh, mostly like exploitation cinema, action horror, but we're leaving it open for other genres as well. It's going to be very exciting. We're talking about a Japanese documentary about female wrestling in the first episode, and we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff as well, and we're working on the second episode as well. It's probably going to be a monthly show. And we're going to have lots of other people coming in to talk about uh, these movies, so there's going to be a rotating cast. It'll be be cool. Guests and so on. Check that out. Uh, Companeros Radio Network. I believe it's gogocompanieros.com and, you know, wherever you check out podcasts, uh, just Movie Melt gets off and soon, or already ball busters it's gonna be on there as well <laughs> yes exactly okay good day yeah so otherwise go to backdashrow.com for everything else more episodes of hoser horror like i said off the top an episode of post anime club with carlo and jenna and veronica has an article up about spinster lots of other things there for you to read but otherwise you can find me on letterboxd at yckmd underscore and that's also my twitter account and carlo where can we find you? I am on Letterboxd, Carlo Goes Boom. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at SolarFox. Take off, eh? Otherwise, that's the end of the episode, and... I want you hosters to get me a fresh case of beer first thing in the morning. Good day. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.